This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. It's the moment we've all been waiting for, folks. Hockey's back. We've been waiting months for this. It feels like years, probably because 2020 is just the endless hellscape that we could not escape from. But now we finally have. We're we're to the other side. We're in 2021. Not everything's magically better, but things are getting better. We have hockey. It is glorious. And now that hockey's back, something else is back. Uh, DraftKings. You can start playing, showing your, your knowledge, your... Uh, insight into the game on DraftKings. They've got games covering any entry fee, anything from a dollar up to you know higher than that. If you want to go for big money, um, go on there, pick your teams, uh, pick who you want to play for that daily or weekly contest. Prizes everywhere from you know a few hundred bucks to to a hundred thousand dollars. They've got millions out there for it. It's awesome. So I would, de- I mean, go out there, sign up, uh, play some on DraftKings there. Let you know, download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. Remember that is promo code THPN to get a free shot at all the prizes I've got up there with DraftKings, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details there. Excited to have the folks at DraftKings over here with us on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, Excited to see Kevin Lorenzi here. Uh, howdy there, Kevin. He said howdy there on Facebook. Again, if you don't watch the show live, um, I mean, that's cool. You can always, if you want to watch the show, it's on YouTube and you can find them on our Facebook page and all that good stuff. If you watch it live, you can be like Kevin here uh, and get your comment on the show. And Kevin's uh, Browns avatar is now filling me with a slight sadness because, you know, the Browns, they, they lost today. They lost in what was a close game. We're going to start with the beer of the week, uh, as we normally do, before I start to lose my general sadness over the Browns, and then we will transition into the Blue Jackets, because I, I feel like everybody's feeling sad right now about sports, so that's just what it is. Our beer of the week this week, uh, from the good folks at the Mad Tree Brewing Company, it's Mad Tree Shade Blackberry Tart Ale with sea salt. I, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about the beer. I do love that the little tagline on the top says, inspiring madness rooted in purpose. The idea of madness with purpose is alluring to me. I like it. Put it in the fun Let's cup here. Let's see what we've got. Ooh, it's so pretty. You know, it's reminding me of that, of that, uh, whatever it was we had last week, one of those, uh, seltzers that I ended up not being a fan of. Hmm. It smells sweet. Yeah. That blackberry smell is there. That blackberry tart. Ooh, blackberry tart with sea salt. That's where life's going to get interesting for me. Um, that's where I'm. I'm very interested to see what's going to happen with that. So let's let's take a sip here. Hmm. It's not as sweet as I would have expected by the smell, that's for sure. Hmm. 
That's really good. That's a really balanced thing. Um, there's a little bit of that tartness you can tell. Wow, I, I do like that. Mad Tree Shade Blackberry Tart Ale with Sea Salt. Get it. That's a nice little flavor. That's good. Like, I don't see myself crushing like six of these or anything, but that's quite good. I'm very happy with that. Mm, very good. That puts me in a better mood for what we're going to talk about next. Which, for those of you, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. And today they fell to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Divisional Round. Uh, what was the final? 22-17. to 17. Just getting this out there, first of all. I didn't expect them to win that game. They were competitive in that game, which was awesome. That was fun to see. That was not... I'm going to be honest. It's not something I expected for them to be competitive. Now, it didn't hurt that uh, the Chiefs starting quarterback and all-world player Patrick Mahomes went down with an injury, but the Browns kept it close. And honestly, the Browns were better. It was was something I said multiple times while I watched the game was the Browns are going to play a perfect game to win. They didn't. They played a far from perfect game. They were not their best. So for them to have been in it when they were was awesome. It was a surprise to me. I was not not expecting that at all, but they did it. And I'm, I mean, they were close. They stayed in it. It was competitive. Um, and it was really cool to hear after the game. Cause they do the little sit downs with everybody and talk with everybody. And the big thing you heard over and over again, especially from players like Baker Mayfield was like, you know, there's a new standard in Cleveland. Um, for a long time, there's been this standard in Cleveland of, Oh, well, it's the Browns. They're going to be bad. Nobody in that building buys that anymore. Nobody in that building buys, well, we're the Browns and we're bad. And Blue Jackets fans, we know that we understand that 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 change. Because the Blue Jackets went from being just one of the worst teams in hockey. There was actually this really cool animation making its way around on Twitter that what it did was it showed a team's points percentage um, over the course of the history of the franchise. And so, like, early when it was in the original six days, it was kind of jumping between the original six. Then when it jumped to 12 teams, got a lot bigger, and then it kept getting bigger from there. Kind of the disappointing thing was at the end of the animation, the Blue Jackets were last. And this is after four straight years this team has made the playoffs. This is after a 100-point season. So in their 20 years, those first 15 years were bad. They were really bad. And so Blue Jackets fans know how things have changed in these last few years, going from really bad to a competitive team. A team that comes into each season with this expectation of, we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to make the playoffs. We're going to do something. But now we're in that moment of, is it time for that next jump? Because it really feels like it. Um, I mean, we've done four straight years of making the playoffs. Two years ago was the upset of Tampa in the first round. Last year, while it wasn't technically a playoff series win, they got that win, that series win against Toronto to get into the formal playoffs and then lost the eventual Stanley Cup champions in four. I'm sorry, in six. No, it was five. It was five. Excuse me. I'm getting, I'm all messed up right now. I'm sorry, folks. Um, But for Blue Jackets fans, I think it's starting to feel like there needs to be that next step. 
Now, is that a linear thing where they go from, okay, well, we've, we've won one playoff round, so this year we go two, and then the next year three, and maybe not. You kind of want to see that leap. You want to see this team make a move and be really competitive. You kind of want to see a team that, with two weeks to go in the season, we're not sitting there fretting about making the playoffs, and and the real concern is, okay, we're in. Now how far can we go? That's really the next step for this team. And I know that there's a lot of people who are having the conversation. I actually have been for a long time now about is it time that we move on from John Tortorella. And it takes my my mind back to this idea about how it, it seemed like for it seems like for a lot of teams, the coach that kind of builds things is never the coach that gets them to win. And and a lot of that is, you know, it's like the 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 Pittsburgh one's the biggest example I've heard of where you had uh, you know, the team for years, and then Dan Bilesma comes in as a midseason guy and wins a championship. And then later he's replaced by Mike Sullivan, who goes on and wins championships. Uh, I mean, the, the coaches who were there for a long time in Washington, the one that finally did it was Barry Trotz, that sort of thing. So, I mean, a lot of these are kind of helped by confirmation bias, but at the same time, if what we were wanting out of torts was that moving that desire to be, you know, moving that culture to being a team that wants to win and that expects to win, that's happened. That has happened. That's where this team is. Going into this season, something they've they've, they've talked about and we've talked about is we've got players on this team like an Oliver Bjorkstrand and a Zach Wierenski who have never known a Blue Jackets team to not make the playoffs. The expectation to win is there in Columbus. So I, I get that fans have the expectation now we need to take those next steps. We want to see a team that can make uh, maybe an Eastern Conference Finals run, something like that. I, and, and management's, I mean, it's, this is the natural result of what has happened with the team. When you start winning, people are like, okay, we've won, but there's no cups yet. There's no nothing else yet. And that's where we need to get to as a franchise. So... As Blue Jackets fans, if you're going into this season, like last season, I was talking about the beginning of the season. I didn't know what to expect. I said the team could still be in at the trade deadline. I said the team could be out of it. I said, hey, maybe they'll fight and make the playoffs. I wasn't really sure after the exodus of Bobrovsky and Panarin and Duchesne. But then last year happened. And I'm going to be honest, even though we don't have Nudevara and Murray, I don't think this team took a significant step back on the defense, and I think this team should be better offensively. I think this is a season that Blue Jackets fans should be looking at and saying, we we want to be in that playoff conversation early. We want it to be something where we're not having to fret about making the playoffs, and we want the conversation to be more about how far can we go. Now, I know nationally that's not the conversation people are having. Nationally, the conversation they're having is, oh, well, out of the teams in the Central – are the Blue Jackets the fourth or fifth team? I get for Blue Jackets fans, that's not the conversation you want to have. And it's not the one I'm going to be having here. The conversation I'm going to be having here is on this podcast, kind of setting a stage for you guys. The conversations this season are going to be with the expectation of if this team doesn't make the playoffs, that's disappointing. That's just where this season is going to go for us. So, with that being said, uh, we're going to hear from our friends here at the Hockey Podcast Network about another one of our great shows on the network here. Then we'll come back and discuss the uh, couple season openers here, uh, the season opening games here against Nashville. 
What is up, everybody? Mikey CLT here from Bar Down Breakdown, letting you know that our 100th episode is going to be dropping exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network on January 27th. We will be joined by special guest Derek from the amazing pop punk band State Champs. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all our socials so you do not miss any of our amazing episodes. We are so pumped that we have made it to episode 100. And to thank you, we are running an Instagram contest where one lucky winner can win a Steez brand snapback hat. So head over to our Instagram and enter our contest. Also, if you are just hearing about Bar Down Breakdown, make sure you go and check out our 99 other episodes where we have had artists who have been nominated for Grammys, all the way down to artists who are unsigned, where we dive into the crossover between alternative music and hockey. So make sure you go and check out Bar Down Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts, brought to you exclusively by the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, yeah, definitely check out the Bar Down Breakdown. Great show, um, especially if you're one of those folks that likes to check things out as far as music and go, whatnot goes. I kind of know myself. I know I enjoy every Friday when new albums drop, just checking out what's out there, seeing what's going on. All right, so getting into these games against the Predators. My initial feelings on them. Uh, game one was just... Not great. Um, if I had to, if I had to give a a, a description of it, um, they lost three one. Um, it it was the kind of game that looked sloppy. It just looked like they weren't ready. Uh, I don't know what happened there. Um, part of what made it rough was. Uh, I mean, the goals that Nashville scored to win were both off those were were off those two on ones, and and the one of the big goals they scored on on the second game was also off a two on one breakaway. So I mean, yet last year the Blue Jackets were really good at clamping down at not allowing those kind of breakaways to happen, and, and I'm not sure what's going on right now. I'm not sure if they're still trying to figure out their game a little bit. Um, if they're still trying to figure out with with who they've got out there, what's what they're doing it. But I mean, put it this way: so in the first game one against Nashville, we'll look at at scoring chances as kind of a way of uh, looking at it here. In the first period, uh, and these were all five on five stats from uh, Natural Stat Trick. First period of that game in Nashville, uh, Blue Jackets had fifty seven percent of the scoring chances for. Second period, fifty three percent. So in the first period, it was 8-4, 6 against. Second period, 7-4, 6 against. That third period, Nashville had six scoring chances. The Blue Jackets had none. And that's what turned that whole game. I mean, in the third period, Nashville just kind of took over. And it just didn't... The team didn't look ready. They didn't look right. That That's what I'll say. Second game. Um... Second game in my mind was a totally different story. Uh, looking at scoring chances on, in terms of it, first period Blue Jackets had seventy-two percent of the scoring chances. 
Second period, they only had 33%. Third, second period, 33%. Third period, 66.67%. In total for the game, 56% of the scoring chances went to the Blue Jackets. Um, so 25.19 to, or 25 scoring chances for 19 against. Another number to kind of keep in mind. Uh, in that first game, and, and this this is part of where, even though the first game looks sloppier, in that first game, the Blue Jackets, uh, by expected goals for, it went to Nashville 53% to 46%. The second game, expected goals for 64% for the Blue Jackets, 35% for Nashville. After two games, even though it's 0-2, it really feels like a mixed bag to me. Um, First game, they just didn't look quite ready. Second game, they played well enough. They should, they could win. Uh, now, if this lasts for any length of time, I mean, these are small sample sizes, but if this lasts for any length of time, then we have to start having conversations about, you know, why is the team not, or are they underperforming their expected goals for? We'll see. Um, right now, it's really hard to get a read of where anyone is in the NHL for a couple of reasons. I mean, looking at the whole league, the team has played the most games. We're talking like three. Pittsburgh's got three. Toronto's got three. And then we've got teams like Winnipeg that haven't played any. Um, or they've played one. Uh, I think the Florida Panthers are getting their first today. The Dallas Stars haven't played a game yet. But out of the teams that have played, uh, if we look at the metric like expected goals for at five on five, the Blue Jackets are sixth in the league at 56.9% of the expected goals for. Um, if we're looking at scoring chances for, the Columbus Blue Jackets are 13th in the league at 51.95%. So, I mean, they're playing the, in the first two games. The first game was rough. The second game, they were playing a lot better. Uh, I want to see more aggressiveness out of players like Max Domi. What I will say is really cool so far is seeing uh, certain players that have really stepped up for the Blue Jackets so far. Let me grab it here. It was... No, one second here, folks. Our, Our monsters in this game... Our monsters in game two there. Riley Nash and Mel Bemstrom and Eric Robinson. That line, when they played together, those guys were in the 80 percentiles for expected goals for 88, 87, 87. I mean, they just they just went in and tore up. And that's where I mean Texier was at a 68, Liam Foodie was at a 66. Um, part of where we're having a rough time is our best players aren't being our best players. Cam Atkinson, 47% on that second game. Max Domi, 49%. Uh, Zach Rinsky and Seth Jones being at the bottom of expected goals for for the team is rough. Pierre-Luc Dubois was under 50. Oliver Bjorkstrain, just above 50% of the expected goals for when he was on the ice. It, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I personally am of the opinion that, again, it's two games. It's tough to know what was going to happen. Let's see what happens next. We've got some interesting ones coming up. We've got a couple games against Dallas, which I mean, Dallas, I mean, not Dallas, excuse me, uh, Detroit. 
which is bad as Detroit still is, maybe that'll cure everything that ails you. I mean, if the Blue Jackets play a couple against Detroit and just destroy them, I think Blue Jackets fans will feel a lot better about what's going on. Now, we've got something uh, interesting this week and that we've got a noon game for the Blue Jackets. Uh, They play Monday afternoon at noon, Tuesday at 7.30. Tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day. Um, so there's a, you know, so they, the NHL is kind of doing an all day thing, which will be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it personally. I'll also be working, but I'll get things on the side with the games going. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And after that, then it's a two game series against the lightning on Thursday and Saturday. So a week from now, we'll know a lot more about how good this team is, where they're playing, how they're doing. Uh, cause the thing is, it's a 56 game season. So there's not a lot of time to fall behind. Um, now granted where there's the other side of that is because all you're playing is your division if you go on a hot streak even if you fall a little behind you might be able to get yourself back into it so so we'll see where it goes from there uh and see what's happening one thing i will say um the nhl is is kind of doing some stuff this year around martin luther king day uh sounds like they're really using it as a reason to try and celebrate uh willie o'ree who uh is the first black player to play in the NHL. He's getting his number retired by the Boston Bruins. Uh, when I saw that announced, I saw a lot of people asking, Oh, why, you know, why did it take so long? Because the NHL is bad at this stuff. That's why. Um, the one thing I'll be interested to see tomorrow, because I know it's going to be on NBC all day. So we, Hey, we got our first nationally televised game of the season. Yes. It's at noon on a Monday, but eh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bank holiday and a government holiday. So hopefully some people are off and able to see it. Uh, I'm very interested to see because the, the graphics I've already been seeing were things where it's like celebrating equality and it's got the picture of Willie O'Ree. He looks dapper as always. I'm interested to see how much the NHL treats their MLK Day stuff and their Willie O'Ree stuff as a a strange pat on the back or if they try and treat it more as there's work to do to make the game more inclusive because I think if you're paying attention to anything, you know the NHL needs to be more inclusive and in terms of doing work to try and expand uh, people feeling welcome into the game and and that will help its cultural relevancy. Or if it's just going to be a big thing of, oh, look, here's the first black player and because we've had a few black players, the sport's fine which I don't think it is. I think the future, I think the reason so many other sports in America are passing the N- the NHL is that it's easy to pick up and play other games. Um, basketball, super easy to pick up and play. Soccer, super easy to pick up and play. Uh, baseball, pretty easy to pick up and play, but again, baseball's not as popular as it used to be. Uh, even football, I mean, a bunch of kids play Madden, which is one version of playing it, and it's not hard to just have a football go outside and throw it around. Um, if you're hockey, we've talked about this in the past. If you're the, if you're hockey, how are you not trying to find ways to get, you know, like ball hockey set up inner cities and places, places where you don't have fans. It, it kind of goes back to the old idea of why, you know, I've heard one person suggest why the NHL doesn't need to ever expand into Quebec city, which is you're not going to make any new fans. I think the NHL is doing a lot of work trying to, satisfy the fans they have as opposed to growing the game. Uh, that's where putting teams in places like Columbus makes a lot of sense because you're growing the game. 
you're making a lot of new fans that haven't been fans before. So I, I'm interested to see where they go with this. If this is just a big self-congratulatory, yay, we've had a couple black players and we did an end racism thing at the bubble. Eh. Then it's just kind of a, a, a lip service thing and not very not very good. But I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see final judgment until I see what they actually do. But that being said, we have hockey back. I like that. I really do. Again, beer of the week. Uh, Mad Trees Shade Blackberry Tart Ale with Sea Salt. Very good. Uh, but we've got hockey back. We've got Blue Jackets games back. I'm super excited for it. Very happy with it. One other thing I'm throwing in is just a personal note uh, as we end the show this week. I know a lot of people on different uh, Blue Jackets things have been talking about how to watch games, how to stream games, all that sort of stuff. Um, I've told you I did a previous episode. Previously on an episode, I mentioned the whole fact that I switched to Spectrum because they've got it. Uh, one little thing I'd throw in, if you're somebody who made the switch to Spectrum and you're just doing the streaming, you didn't get a cable box, I'd highly recommend using their Apple TV stuff because the Apple TV stuff works great. That is where I would go um, if you're still kind of fumbling about for how to do your, your watching of the CVJ. And I'm going to do one little rant here before we go, which is I am the kind of guy, and part of it comes from the fact that I have a very... Um, We'll put it this way. I get if, if you haven't heard me say this in the past, I went to college uh, to get a formal education to be a Christian pastor, pastor in the Church of the Nazarene, a very conservative church. Um, I technically meet all of the educational requirements to be a pastor in that church. Um, and, and part of just my own personal ethical background on things is that when 99 times out of 100, when it comes to things like pirating stuff, downloading music, programs, movies, all that kind of stuff. I'm not the biggest fan. I don't think it's a good thing to do. It, In my mind, it still equates to stealing all of that. What's going on with this Sinclair and Fox Sports Ohio bullcrap, though, it's stretching me. Because here's the thing. You're locking people in a situation specifically where fans can't go to games because there's all these disputes, we're literally getting into places where there's fans who just can't get the game on something. Um, I can only get the Spectrum streaming stuff because I have Spectrum for internet. If you're in an area where Spectrum doesn't offer internet, if you get internet through somebody else, you can't get Spectrum's TV service. Um, AT&T just made some change to what they do. There's just not enough. If you're the NHL, this kind of goes back to touch um, to what I was talking about with their MLK Day stuff and having to expand the game. If you're the NHL, I get it right now. Revenues are, are, are not great because of what's happening. But how are you not having contract, contact with these regional TV providers and saying, guys, our fans have to be able to see the games. I know Sinclair said, oh, we're going to do a standalone streaming app. Get on it. Get it done. Because here's the thing. There are places where people can stream games and it's not its not a technically legal way to do it, but they can do it for free. And for the first time in a long time, I look at them and I'm like, yeah, you do your thing. I'm not, I'm, I, and no part of me goes, oh, this is wrong or this is that or the other because you're backing people into corners. I mean, you're, you're backing people into corners. I mean, it, it's, I think, I think AT&T, their service, you have to sign like a two-year contract on which is nuts. People shouldn't have to be signed contracts so they can get a certain channel to watch a sporting event. This is insanity. NHL, I mean, ultimately, this falls on the NHL 
because they're the ones signing the contracts and getting these local TV providers. You got to figure something out, guys. And I get it, times are tough. But honestly, at this point, even if you just got ESPN on all of them and everybody signed with an ESPN Plus deal, you're probably better off. Because ESPN Plus is five bucks or seven dollars or whatever, and everyone can get it that has internet. So that's my two cents on this this week. Um, but yeah, guys, enjoy it. We got hockey back. Let's love it. Let's enjoy it. Now, don't I, you know? I don't want to be. I'm not going to be all Pollyannish here because I'm also saying, yeah, I want this team to make the playoffs, and and I'm going to be a dis- 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 bit disappointed if they don't. And if they don't, that's going to be an interesting conversation we're going to have to have about what needs to happen going forward. But. Thank you all very much for watching. Thank you for listening. Check out our new friends uh, with the Hockey Podcast Network over at DraftKings.com. Again, their promo code THPN. Thank you very much for watching, listening, subscribing, liking, whatever you do, whatever buttons you mash, and whatever words you type for us. Thank you very much, and go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief, and thank you for listening.